May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Sheep and lambs of the Good Shepherd. It's another Good Shepherd Sunday. And it kind of seems like Christians talk about sheep and shepherds probably more than anyone besides maybe actual shepherds. And why is that? Why all the imagery that we love of Jesus as the shepherd and his flock as the church? We see it everywhere. Tons of paintings and other artists' renditions. But maybe that's part of why Jesus chose this illustration. It's simple. It's beautiful and it's memorable. And even though you've heard it again and again, year after year, this morning, we should really zoom in and consider the why behind Jesus' choice of illustration. Especially since you are indeed in his flock. And you know his voice. You're gathered here to hear it this morning. And you know what the good shepherd provides. It's life. And life to the full. So Jesus begins his teaching about this by reminding us that not everyone's intention for the sheep is so good. No, at Jesus' time, sheep meant wealth. And that also meant they were a target of robbers and thieves. And so, throw in wild animals galore as another danger, the sheep are skittish. They're afraid. They don't know who to trust. And who can you trust? Except someone who has proven trustable. Jesus says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The shepherd doesn't sneak in. He doesn't have some shameful or selfish goal to hide. No, he comes right where the sheep expect him. The same way every time. They know exactly how he's going to come. He's going to come through the gate to lead them out where they need to go. And the sheep know from experience that he always does this. That he always takes them exactly where they really need to go. A places that they could never go on their own. People hearing this from Jesus would have certainly been familiar with it. That's what they saw every day. This is what sheep did. They follow their shepherd and they run from the other voices. And that's really exactly the point, isn't it? Jesus has proven himself a good shepherd. When we go to him, we know we find good things. We know we find what we could find nowhere else. And we know that sheep without a shepherd, it's almost comical how lost and aimless they wander. But it's also a tragedy. Because we know they wander towards certain death. And that's how we'd be too without our good shepherd leading us, as we heard in the psalm, to quiet waters, to one who restores our soul. And that's what you know you have when you hear your shepherd's voice, as you are today. If you can hear his voice, then you're part of his flock. You are saved. 
But this, con- this special connection between shepherd and sheep, it doesn't happen overnight, does it? No, the shepherd, or the sheep slowly learn their shepherd's voice more and more. They hear his voice over and over, and they see how it connects to good things over and over again. And you see the simple lesson here too, right? Be near his voice. Hear it again and again. Recognize the good that you get, that he brings you through his voice. No, not always the good that you want to have, but the good that you really need. His voice pulls us away from where our hearts and desires maybe want to lead us and back to his eternal care and protection. It tells us what we really need to know warns us of the dangers, pulls us away from them, reminds us of his salvation. Look how Jesus describes it. When the shepherd has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. The more you hear the good shepherd's voice, the more you know what, the more you know the intricacies of it. And the more you're able to differentiate the shepherd's voice from all the other voices out there, and there are many of them, many voices who might try to sound like the shepherd. But even the sheep, silly animals that they are, will never follow a shepherd or follow the thieves' voices. Look at Jesus says, they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him. Because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. One quick video search showed me exactly this. I saw a whole bunch of people trying to call out to a shepherd's sheep. They were even using the same words as the shepherd, trying their very best to sound like the shepherd, and the sheep couldn't look more uninterested. And in fact, many of them did indeed go away from that voice. Because that's what the sheep do. They don't know it. Why would they risk it? Why would they go to one who hasn't proven himself to them? But then once the shepherd called, boom, there were his sheep going to him, running to him, because it's what the sheep do. That shepherd had proven faithful. He, they knew that he's the one who brings the good, the life, the safety for them. There are many voices out there all around us, many temptations, many voices that try, that maybe sound good. They try to sound good on the surface, and maybe they do sound kind of good to us. Maybe some voices say, God wouldn't let you suffer like this if he truly loved you. God wouldn't allow you to have such struggles. Or maybe another voice says, look at all the good within you. Just lean into that and God will be pleased. But these voices are lies. They're whispers and temptations that want to lead us away from our good shepherd. So thanks be to God this morning, you know the good shepherd's voice. And that you know to flee. From those other voices. But then the danger is when we don't flee. 
And in fact, maybe the even greater danger is forgetting just how dangerous it is away from the shepherd. And it starts to happen subtly. Maybe that honeymoon period of the sheep and the shepherd has kind of come to an end and the sheep begin to forget that everything good that they have is nothing from themselves, but it's completely connected to the shepherd. And so then maybe they start to a little more slowly respond to the shepherd's voice. And maybe eventually they hardly move at all. One shepherd did observe this. He wrote, Again and again I have watched a flock of sheep in which there were a few stubborn ones standing there foolishly and stubbornly. They simply shake their heads, waggle their ears, and bleed out a pathetic blah. For the shepherd calling them, this is frustrating. Because we know what the shepherd wants. He simply wants to give them what he's already given them again and again. His care, his love, lead them to exactly the things they need. But his sheep have grown indifferent. His sheep have started to forget that he is their only source of everything good. How does this start to look for us? Do we hear his word and maybe cherish it at first, but then as we kind of grow used to it, we start to say, I've, I've heard this all already. I know I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me, God. But I'm forgiven by Jesus through his death, resurrection. You know, I know all that already. Then do we grow sluggish at going to his voice? Do we move out of earshot of his voice when we leave the Bible to collect dust? Or we let the faithful attendance to Bible information class slowly fizzle to a Sunday here or there if I've got the time? Or are we like that, those uninterested sheep? Sure, we're here. Jesus' voice is being shared through his word, but it falls on deaf ears. We forget the seriousness of his warnings about sin and temptation. We forget just how vital it is that we have his protection, that we're in his flock, that we're where we can hear his voice. And then do we start to forget the intricacies of our shepherd's voice? Then do the other voices start to sound a little bit more like the shepherds. And suddenly those robbers and thieves, they start to become more successful in sounding like the shepherd because we're just not close to the shepherd's voice, not in it enough. But flock of Christ, we know the shepherd's voice. Let's keep knowing it. Let's strive to know it deeply. Our life to the full depends completely on the shepherd. And so let's stay in his voice. Let's hear his voice. Let's gather near his voice. And Jesus wants this to be clear for you. Because look in the text here. We have the people he's speaking to, the Pharisees, did not understand what he was telling them. So notice how Jesus suddenly flips metaphors. This isn't to confuse us. 
but it's to give us an even more complete picture. Verse 7 says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. A different picture, but the same beautiful truth. Everything, and he means everything connected to the good for the sheep, the life of the sheep, is through Jesus. The gate was a vital part of the sheep's lives. They would go through the gate at night to find protection in the pen from all the danger out there. In the morning, they'd go through the, the gate so that they could be led to the pleasant pastures and be filled and be with the shepherd and under his protection. Going through that gate constantly as part of your life meant that you were moving with the flock and that you were under the care of a shepherd. But when you're not going through the gate at night to its protection, that means you're out there in the darkness with the danger. If you're not going out of the gate in the morning with the shepherd, then you're not with the flock and you're left alone. Walking through this gate and walking through it, then you're not part of the flock and you don't have all of those blessings that come with it. Again, see how Jesus is just adding to this complete picture that he paints before us. See what this metaphor adds. Jesus is saying that in your lives, no matter what you're doing, whether entering into this stage or walking out of that one, do it with me. Do it through me. Because I'm the one who gives life, true life, life to the full. I'm where your true protection is. I'm where everything is truly good is. So why do we so often forget it? Why do we drift further away from his voice at times? Is it because it's not always pleasant in Christ's flock? Is it because it's not always the most pleasant in the pen? You see, the life of the sheep is not just the luscious pastures. It's also the sheep pen, isn't it? And a shepherd will admit to you that the sheep pen is not the most beautiful place. No, it stinks to high heaven, and I don't think I need to explain why. And so that's why he leads him out, right, to, to the luscious pastures. But it's not always that. They're in the pen for protection and safety. And sometimes within that pen, too, those sheep, they're so close together, they might end up trampling on each other, especially when a threat nearby um, spooks them and they get all riled up. But what another picture for us. We are in Christ's sheep pen. We are part of his flock. And that doesn't mean it's always pleasant. At times it stinks. At times it's not the green pastures. And God knows we can't just have those or we'd overindulge and drift further and further away from our shepherd. But we know that sometimes here in this flock we'll trample on each other. We'll experience hurt and pain. And it's like Peter said in our second reading. We might even suffer for doing good from others and from even our own friends and church family. 
But Jesus wants you to know how dauntingly different and how, how much better this is than the alternative. Because here in this flock, even when it might feel unpleasant, it cannot compare with the death and destruction outside of it. No matter what, we have life and protection in the flock. And look at the difference. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, Jesus says. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. It's a stark difference that we shouldn't minimize and that we shouldn't forget. With Jesus is life to the full, but out there, only death and danger. Why would we want to go near that? We want to make ourselves even the slightest bit vulnerable to the devil's schemes and lies. When we know the shepherd, who has proven himself to us, whose voice means only good things, and a shepherd who is so much more than just any ordinary shepherd. But one who overcame death himself. And so through his resurrection he proves to us that we will live and that he will raise us to the eternal pastures of heaven. Where the stink and stench is gone, the pain and struggle gone. And we live with him, our good shepherd in eternal bliss. But in the meantime, we're still right where we need to be. Close to our shepherd's voice, receiving all the good he gives us. And this morning, Jesus puts before us this simple illustration that we hear over and over, again and again, but it's vital. You'll never see even a silly sheep running straight toward the danger, straight toward the stranger. No, the sheep runs to its shepherd, to the proven voice, the familiar voice, where it's safe. So, sheep and lambs of the good shepherd, run to your shepherd. Because you know his voice. And you know what only he can provide. Life. And you have it to the full. In Christ.